This podcast is produced by Unedited. Okay, guys, I'm here with Kira London, who, those of you who don't know who she is, you can check out our interview from episode seven, which yeah. was amazing, and I still get so many amazing messages about that. Yeah. Um, and I know you do as well. All the time. Um, so, welcome back. Thank you for having me. All good. And this is In Focus Takeover. So we're back, part four, final part. If you missed the previous three, make sure you go back on whatever podcast app you're listening on right now. Go back to part one, which was health and fitness, part two, which was relationships and love, and part three, which I think was my favorite so far, was empowering, um, female empowerment and the year of the woman. Um, So yeah, and this is part four, me and Kira, um, we're going to be talking about building a business yes. for all of you business-minded people all out there. All you entrepreneurs yeah. out there. Um, so yeah, let's go straight in. How did you build your business? What How was the first step? Business? Um, the first step, and this is advice that I'd give to anyone, was I carried on working where I was. Mm. So building a business is a nice idea, but you don't don't jump into it and end up eating like rice and beans for a year. You know, like I would say, make sure that you you keep one toe in the water just so that you can sort of keep your money going until your business is up on its feet. Until you're making enough, I suppose, to where, or your your time is being consumed so much that you you are bringing in money, but your time's being so much consumed by what you're doing outside of That you can't justify. Yeah, so I, I for a whole year, I think I was a year working full time in PR, and um, doing evenings. I literally, I mean, I was exhausted. I'm not gonna lie. I, like every evening, I'd get up, get the train into um, Oxford Circus, then I'd leave there. Luckily, my employers were quite nice. Um, they're really nice, actually. I really liked that company, but. Um, they let me leave at four in the end. So I started having not half days, but like slightly earlier days. Yeah. And then I think I'd start my clients from half five. So I'd get home at like five, quick change, head over to the studio that I was renting at the time and um, did all my clients. And then on the weekends, I was doing clients all day. Then once a month, I was running a boot camp, like a whole weekend of boot camps with my friend Lily. Um, so it was kind of getting to the stage and even, even, <clears throat> to be honest, quite early on, thank, thanks to Instagram pretty much, quite early on I had enough clients to probably have gone it alone sooner, mm. but I was just scared. Um, and it took, I was going to LA for three months and I said to my employers, look, I'm going to go to LA and I'm going to have some time out there. And I'm not coming back. <laughs> yeah, basically. And it was like, well, I guess when I come back, this should be the time when I just... Because my employers weren't going to let me go. Well, they kind of, they left it slightly open, but it just seemed like the time to just be like, sod it, let's just now or never. And um, it was the best thing I've ever done, Mm. to be honest. Um, My life has changed completely. Um, Like, I am my boss. I'm in control of my life. Um, You know, I dictate my working hours. Since last year now, like... um, I've made more money than ever. Yeah. Um, which isn't just the, the only important thing, but it's nice. Um, I've hired a PA. 
Um, so oh, I have nice. my PAs aren't they? They they're actually from a, a company called Cloned yeah. at K L O N E D, maybe with an underscore. But anyways, Cloned. So basically, they're a PA agency. So I have um, uh, two of them, but predominantly one who they answer all my emails, they book my diary, oh, wow. they liaise with my clients, yeah. they take um, all my. Uh, session costs yeah. so they take all my money then they feed it through to me so they basically have alleviated a lot of stress yeah. off my mind um but is, is that only something that you started doing now that you can afford it i guess yeah from a financial yeah. point of view yeah i um it just i was always bad at admin yeah. really bad at admin and I just never knew like where I was and it was a stress on my head. I'd be thinking like, ah, and I was working so much and it, it would just be like, I'd get home at night and be like, oh my God, no, I need to, I need to like do this or I need to do that. And then I need to look at my diary and it just, it was really stressing me out. So then in the end, um, they were setting up their PA agency. They were two girls that I knew who were actually clients originally. Mm. And they were setting up their agency. And I, as soon as they said that, I was like, yep, I want to be your client. Because yeah, nice. I'd looked into it. And I looked into hiring a PA. And I was like, well, I'm not good. I'd have to pay someone like 20 grand a year yeah. at least, if not more. And I was just like, I can't justify that. Um, and I looked into other options. And then when they said it, I jumped on it. So I've had them since September. And they've really mm. uh, alleviated a lot yeah. of my stresses. And then, So when you started... You obviously had to do your qualifications for personal training, yeah, or the courses or whatever yeah. it is that you ne you needed to do to, to set up. Yeah. Um. How did you then go about finding your first clients? Or who were your first? They clients? approached me. I think I was putting on Instagram like, yeah, doing my personal training course, and I had a few girls actually approach me saying, while you're doing your course, would you train me for mm. like a cheaper rate? And were these people you knew already? Or? No. A couple random girls mm. actually, really nice girls. So they were kind of my like my my trial runs. Um and initially I was training with every client that I had. So I would be doing four back to back to I would train with them like a yeah. like a partner and I that was exhausting. So a few months along I thought, God, I can't do this anymore. Like as I got more and more clients, I was like, Okay, I can't. Um and then I kind of used them as like my practice run. And then as soon as I was qualified, I started, I upped my rates mm. and then I, um, they just started pouring in, to be honest. Really? I was really, I've been really lucky. I've never had to sell myself. And that is something that I would struggle with. I've had, it's always been inbound inquiries. Mm. Um, so I, I am actually quite blessed in that sense. Um, but I can thank social media for that because it's free advertising yeah you know like people are seeing and they're like oh okay this looks like fun or mm. you know like she seems cool let me try and train with her yeah. and then they tell a friend who tells a friend who tells a friend and it's like before you know it like i'm training some girls i'll train like four sisters you yeah. know like it's <laughs> yeah. it's a whole and then group of friends or whatever it's then also the mum might the mum might, um, you know, like get involved or the auntie or something like that. So it's a, it's a case of I've really built it up myself, um, but I've really enjoyed it at the same time. Yeah. It's been really, really a nice learning curve. Um, so it's a case of, it's a case of, I think, finding your niche and finding out what you do differently yeah, yeah. to other people so that you can 
it's not a hard sell, if that makes mm. sense. Like your USP. Yeah, what's your USP? My USP has always been that I only train girls. I specialize in kind of like booty building or mm. sculpting. And, you know, like if you kind of want bingo wings, abs, peachy bum, I'm your girl. Yeah. If you're looking for biceps, triceps, chest and a big you know like well yeah. not triceps i mean i am triceps as well but you know like if you're looking to beef up and have a it, then go to a, a, a big male person yeah, yeah. it's fine you know like yeah. find what your selling point is yeah. and then kind of milk it i you know not gonna lie i all of my workouts are focused around like a peachy bum mm. or you know like abs or blasting belly fat that you know like yeah. blasting the bingo wings and things like that and it's and it's kind of like find what you're good at and and work with that yeah so when i want to make sure my bum looks good in my swimming <clears throat> yeah, come shorts to me. yeah basically come, come to, to me classes. it's Fantastic. hilarious as well i've just I've, <laughs> i know i won't be allowed though because you only do women yeah you won't oh. i'm sorry we'll let you look through the window i can practice but, yeah you can practice on the side <laughs> um but i i also have um become a bit of a bride trainer yeah oh, i yeah. honestly like 80% of my clients are all um, mm. engaged. And is, and is that something that's just happened? It's just happened. I think that maybe it's because when girls get engaged, I think one of the main things is right body. So then it just so happens that I only train women. Mm. So there's, I've got an influx of, of, um, of brides. But I would say it's very important to kind of be... Um, you know, like set in, in your clientele yeah. and then kind of stick with that. Yeah. Don't, I think, although I don't want to say pigeonhole yourself, but I'd rather, it, what's that thing about? Uh, Jack of all trades, master of none. None, exactly. So like, don't, don't do everything and spread yourself really thin um, and, and kind of like find your niche and then work on that. And now it's like, I know when I get a new bride in, okay cool we need this long we need to do this much your diet needs to be like this and it's because i've i've done so many brides now i know how to do it yeah um but again like i said you know like thank it's it's a lot of that is down to social media yeah. and putting putting your work out there not necessarily yeah. like you said selling your courses or whatever yeah. but putting your work out there so people say oh this is what she does yeah how can i get involved and they go yeah. and discover it themselves yeah and then what about so you mentioned the, the thing about finances and you know you were still working whilst you set yourself up um in in what you do now but how do you manage your finances in terms of you know running everything that you have to run and doing everything you have to do and taxes and you know all the stuff that we don't think about when we think um we want to run a business accountants yeah accountants honestly i don't i was speaking to one of my um one of my clients about this the other day because she's a hairdresser yeah. and she was telling me that she did all her taxes herself um whereas with me um i just again as i said earlier i've got PAs because I'm so bad at admin I'm not even trying to to do my own taxes it to be honest it's a case of um it's actually really easy mm. and my accountant only charged 250 quid which I don't know if that's quite a lot know. but you know, right. <laughs> it's better than going to jail for not paying taxes yeah, so yeah. um it was like you know just get a good accountant and let them do the maths and all you need to figure out is what you're going to charge and how you're going to take your payments um 
And again, and how did you work all that stuff out? What was your original setup? Initially, I was it was basic. It was, I was just bank transfer or cash. Mm. Um, now my my clients, my PA, sorry, have set up a thing called Go Cardless, mm. um, and they did another one called I think it might be Sprite or something like that, where they take online payments. Yeah people but there's even things like I, I start doing a, a training plan I've got a training plan and I was so proud of myself because I uh, had to put the training plan on my website which also actually I built myself I need to get a new website done yeah. that reminds me because I need it needs to be like refreshed. Yeah, refreshed but I'm not very good at, at things like this but initially it's even things like that like I did my own website at the, at the start to like because I wanted to like understand how to do it rather than just have somebody else have full control mm. of what I did. So I built my website, then I created my training plan. I got um, an illustrator to illustrate all the exercises. Then I listed the training plan on like a shopping forum that linked to my website and then I could take all the payments. And it's hard, but to be honest, with things like YouTube and Google, you can pretty much figure out everything these yeah. days. We're, we're really quite lucky in the age that we're in. Um, so it it's it's confusing, but if you apply yourself to anything, yeah. you'll learn yeah. and you'll figure out it's just staying on top of things, yeah. which can be actually very difficult when you become busy, mm. you know, like if I was, if I was busy at work, then I don't want to be sitting there like yeah. messing around with a website and things like that. Mm. But the more successful you become, sometimes I think it's like a good manager delegates tasks. That's where I had to bring in my PAs and mm. get other people to kind of like get involved to help me with certain things. Yeah. And what's been your biggest challenge then in, in terms of running everything? Yeah, it, like again, admin. I got. I can't express. I'm not a pen and paper girl. Mm. I'm great when it comes to like being hands on in the gym. I could be back to back like ten hours a day with clients. But then when it comes to going home and you know like marking off how many sessions they've had and taking payments and um, you know sending out uh, invoices and things, I'm really bad at it. So again, it was recognizing this is not my strong area. So let me pay someone who's good at doing it. Mm. So I think sometimes you need to take the hit and in order to be more efficient. And I've been, I think I'm much more efficient now with the help of them. Yeah. Um, so I, again, I think it's, it's a case of figuring out where your strengths and weaknesses are. And then if you're not good at something, let someone else do it. Yeah. Outsource it. I'm not good at... You know, like with my website, I need to hire someone now to refresh it. Mm -hmm. So I'll do that. That is on my to-do list. I just need to remember to do that. Um, and just pay for things where you're not good at it. Yeah. I know that's easier said than done. Or if you're if you're really good at applying yourself, learn and do it. Yeah. And how important is um, planning ahead for you in terms of, I'd imagine, you know, well, summer is hopefully coming. Mm. Um, hopefully we get a decent summer this year. Do you plan ahead and go, right, summer's coming, I can do a six-week summer boot camp or, you know, the next step of my, you've already done one fitness plan, I'm going to do another fitness plan or I might release a short ebook, or I might, you know. Mm. I'm really bad at planning ahead. Yeah. I should do it more. Like, honestly, I really should. I think it's really important to set goals and write them down, but I'm quite a here and now person. 
Um, so I'm not very good at like thinking about the past. I'm also not great at planning ahead for the future. Mm. Like every time I go on holiday, I literally book the flight two days before. I'm one of them people, mm. I'm a bit of a whirlwind, like bit of a mess. Um, so I do think it's very important to do just in order to keep your head clear. But I think if you've got a good work ethic and you're doing something good, I do think that things will fall into your path too. Mm. There's a lot of things that have happened in the last while that I didn't plan ahead for. Um, like for example, um, I had like a magazine, I did like a shoot, magazine shoot with Cosmopolitan. Saw that, yeah. congratulations. Thank you. So that was cool, yeah. you know, like, and it just sort of fell into my lap, you know, like, or I did um, an event with like Gymshark. They've always been a, a, a brand that I always wanted to work with. And I ended up with my friend Hannah, we did a, a workout class to all of their bloggers and athletes and in sky garden do you know like do you know where sky garden mm -hmm. is the big walkie talkie building so that was just like amazing it's like things that i never even thought would happen yeah. have sort of fallen into my lap so although i'm not a, a great planner ahead i think if you're a hard worker and you do your thing things will come to you yeah. at the same time yeah and do you think you'll ever get to a stage where you build up a team of people where you've got people representing Kira London. Yeah, that's my goal. Who are out giving classes yeah. under your programs. Yeah, that's my goal. And then you can go and train other people up to yeah. come and become part of your team or you can be the person who is giving classes to the influencers for Gymshark or whatever. Well, my goal is is to not be hands-on anymore. Yeah. That's what I want to do because it's it's quite draining. I work seven days a week literally if i'm in england i'm working every day i work like every evening so i don't have any evenings i'm often eating my dinner at 11 p.m mm. i'm still getting up at you know 7 30 same as everyone else um so it's not like i've got a lion in the morning too i'll always have my first clients by nine so it's it's quite a lot of pressure when i go on a holiday i feel pressure from my clients because i need to be there hands-on with them so the it my goal is to have a team so that it's not all on me anymore. Yeah. Because I think that's why I've been so run down because it's, it, it, the, the benefit of being busy is you do well, but the, on the flip side, you can run yourself into the ground. Yeah. Um, so definitely the next stage is to have people working underneath me. But it's difficult because it's finding, it's finding a team that one, you can trust, mm. and two, that are big enough characters that they can hold their own yeah. and people don't feel disappointed by working with them. But also, like I said, the trust thing is important because you don't want people who are such big characters that they're trying to sort of like overthrow you. Mm. Does that make any yeah. sense? So it's kind of like, it's a bit of a weighing scale where I'm morally. Yeah. I think, I think my personal opinion on that, right. Is that if you give someone an opportunity to, come in under your wing, you mm. train them up, eventually they're gonna move on to their own thing. They're exactly. gonna do it to get the experience yeah. to then go on and build up their yeah. other company. So if you take on over the next three years, 30 people, and 10 of those go on to then build up their own brands mm. and their own companies, you've played a massive role in that. Yeah. So, okay, in terms of your business, it's, mm. it's a bit of a detriment because they might be become a competitor. Competition, yeah. But you can actually sit back and go, actually, look, I've given, those 10 girls an opportunity to go out and run their own thing 
they're doing classes with X amount of yeah. other girls or men or whoever. So you've had that direct influence into it. Yeah. So I don't think it should be something that you hold back on yeah. for that reason, because it can only be beneficial in the long run. In a big, in a big like macro picture on things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're even, totally right. I think it that that is just um, uh, it's a scary thought at the same time. It's a limiting belief. Yeah, that's what it is. Yes, it is. It is bringing <laughs> it back to that one. Yeah, it's true. It's it. I think it's like it's saying, oh well, but I could do this, but and you're right. It's sort of making excuses yeah. when really you just need to be like, yeah. okay, cool. I want to achieve this, yeah. so I've got this time frame. Yeah. You don't need to take on 10 girls straight away. It can be two. Mm. You know, it could be a sister. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. it's interesting because I've got one of my cousins is also yeah. um, doing her qualifications to be a personal trainer. One of my other cousins yeah. is qualified in Pilates. So yeah. well, there you go. we're very much, and my other cousin, two of my male cousins yeah. are, are personal trainers. And yeah. then my cousin's boyfriend is also a personal trainer so there, there's very much fitness embedded in my family yeah so it is definitely um something for the future yeah uh, i think and and if you can keep it in the family why yeah. not cool and then in a nutshell um three tips for someone who wants to start their own business and it could be any business it doesn't necessarily have to be um what you do in the fitness world it can be any business what are free tips for someone who wants to get started um just do it mm. number one don't like overthink it just get on with it i remember just one day saying oh i'm gonna do a personal training course and the next day i was on the phone to the company booking the course mm. you know like and then soon as i was doing the course i was sourcing the studio and then when I was in the studio, I was planning a boot camp. You know, like, just do things. Don't yeah. talk about... I said this in, in one of our earlier podcasts. It's one of my biggest bugbears. People who talk about stuff, but they don't do it. Yeah. That is like... That drives me bonkers. Just get on with it. Just do it. Stop. Because do you know what? You're going to look back in a few years' time and think, I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have just taken the jump. Um, so one of them is just like, less talk, more action. Um... Number two, got to work hard. Like, be prepared to sacrifice. Um, like I said, I don't have evenings. I work all weekends. So, like, if you want to be your own boss, understand that it's 24-7. I, I might go on holiday quite a lot, but I fly back from LA and the same day I'm teaching clients and I'm taking a class. So it's like, as you've got to be ready to really throw yourself in at the deep end. Hmm, number three. Number three keeps stumping me every time. Um, what would I say about number three? Do something that you enjoy. Yeah. I think that's really important. Um, because work is work. And even now I do something that I love, but it's still work. You know, like when you're setting your alarm at night, nobody wants to set their alarm at night. You know, like, let's be honest. It, wouldn't it be great if we could all go on holiday every day? There's, you know, like my friend said to me on... Saturday night or Saturday afternoon do you want to go to Manchester tonight and have a night out I would love to go to Manchester but the next night I have class and I have clients and I need to do it mm. and that's Sunday I, oh that was today today's Sunday yeah so like even today I was working from like I left my house at half nine mm. and I got home at half three which isn't that bad but you know like it still meant I was working for most of Sunday yeah. Um. so it's just it's 
doing something that's not so bad. Yeah. Something that like the hours pass that little bit quicker. Yeah. Well, you it's don't... something that you enjoy that you can get through the day, isn't it? Without yeah. um, dreading it. Yeah. Yeah. Like obviously, they like said no one likes waking up early in yeah. the morning, but if you're getting up to do something you actually enjoy, it's not as bad as going it's not into a as job bad. that exactly. you don't like. But don't have any illusions. Yeah. Work is work. So it's always going to be a bit of a ball ache. But at the same time, if you if it's something that you're passionate about or it's something that you enjoy, it will make it that little bit easier. Yeah. And it'll be easier to work harder and therefore it'll be easier to hopefully reap the benefits and make more money. Yeah. And, you know, like I, like I said, it's there are benefits of working for yourself, which is you could take holidays as frequently as you want. If you don't want to do that 9am client, you don't have to. Like you can do, I do because I'm hungry for money and I'm hungry to work hard and I owe clients the time that they have paid for. Yeah. So if they want a 9am slot, then I need to be there. But at the same time, if I decided I didn't want to, I could say no. Yeah. So I think it's just having that like flexibility to fall back on and being like, okay, cool don't have to but i will yeah do you know what i mean yeah, i think yeah. that that gives you a lot of um that alleviates a lot of stress yeah so one thing i want to talk to you about on on the business side of things how important is your social media strategy and what is your strategy like we've sat here now and in the time that we started recording you've posted twice once once uh-huh. just the ones just the ones okay but i deliberated over it for ages so okay. you probably got confused yeah <laughs> so so then how is that an important factor for you uh i i'm i think timing is quite important as to when you post so like today it's sunday night that to me is like the peak time of the week um because you kind of have to think about um human patterns of behavior like um sunday night most people are staying in so they'll get most people aren't working as well so they will um get home a little bit earlier they'll be chilling they'll be on their phones um and they often stay up a little bit later because their body clock is still sort of on saturday and friday night where they might have had later nights um, Sunday mornings are really good. So mm. I, te- I do, I do, it's, I, I was concerned about posting because um, I need to post when it's Sunday night while people are kind of active active mm. on, on social media. But um, that does vary. I mean, you can see that if you have a business account on Instagram, you yeah. can also see the peak times yeah. of the week. So you can see when your engagement is highest and mine is always evenings. Um, but Sunday evening is like peak. Also Sunday morning because people lay in bed yeah. and they sit and scroll on their That's phones. Cool. Then they have breakfast, and you've got to think like you know like lunch breaks. It peaks a little bit because people are on their phones more. Um, like Friday afternoons, I find are quite good because people are starting to lose interest in work and mm. they're thinking, oh, I want to unwind. I want to see what I'm doing on the weekends. They start to look on their phones. Um, so I think timing's quite good, but I don't have a particular social media strategy. Mm. Um, I have learned that, um, to, to think a little more closely about what I post, like try and, um, get more quality over quantity. Yeah. So I'll try and only post, um, once you've got, the problem is you've got to keep 
active, but then you don't want to spam people either. Mm. So I guess it's posting like once a day or once every two days. Um, and then having good quality posts, which is quite hard. Like it actually is, you know, like sometimes when I'm doing like fitness videos and stuff like that, it's, it's difficult to constantly get content because between actually like working and living life, it's like you actually have to think about it. It's like bloggers, it really is a full-time yeah. job when people blog. To get good quality shots, you need a good camera. You need somebody who can um, be on hand to take pictures of you and get all your angles and then edit the pictures or especially with me, like fitness videos to to split them up and then get you sometimes you do a whole video then you upload it and then it gets taken down for copyright which drives me nuts um so it is actually like although i don't have a specific strategy you do kind of need a strategy mm. your life will be a lot easier and um especially when um social media is tied in with your business yeah and you make money off it um you do have to think a little bit harder about yeah. it and do you do a certain type of post on a certain day or a certain time, like we, you were just deliberating now about whether to put up a picture or a video. Yeah. Do you yeah. have that kind of, is there a certain time of day you'll post a video versus a picture and what type of picture? I think videos, videos you w want to maybe post. So for me, videos are always going to be fitness videos. So you want to kind of post before people get in the gym. So in the morning's quite good or early evening. So like 5 p.m. or something before people are heading to the gym yeah. so that they might use your video as inspiration when they go and do their own workout. Um, but in general, I like to just keep a pattern so that it's, there's a nice mixture between pictures and videos. I don't want to be all videos or all pictures. Um, I like to just keep it active and, and mix it between the two. Yeah. Um, i trying to think if there's anything else. Um, and then I think that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think the only other thing I would say that's been quite helpful for me in terms of... Um, like videos and engagement and stuff like that there's quite a lot of things like engagement groups so if you've got a few mm. friends who do something similar to you um so like say for example if you're in motivational speaking or you're in fitness or something like that like you know like notify each other when you post and say can you comment on my my post and that way it spreads out um your post to followers who are interested in the same sort of thing yeah. as you so i do find that works quite well because people have said recently that instagram have kind of changed the algorithm they've done something where certain people's posts aren't being shown as much or once they are shown you'll get it will sort of go viral in a sense mm. um, and i have found that's happening but for me it's made my engagement better mm. um I find I'm getting more likes and I find I'm getting higher level of views. Um, so I think it's engaging with people, engaging at the right times and then picking good quality content. Yeah. And make sure that you've always, always got your business linked to like your email address, your contact details so that people can then reach out to you and hopefully it can grow your business. Yeah. Okay, wicked. Well, that's yeah. it. That's part four. Done part and four. dusted. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for listening. If you missed part one on health and fitness, go and check it out. If you missed yeah. part two, relationship and uh, relationships and love. love yeah. uh, part three was female empowerment and the year of the woman. Yeah. And why 2018 will be that year. Yeah. And then obviously this was part four, building the business. Um, if you've got any thoughts that you want to share, anything that you learn, your favorite bit, 
yeah. anything like that you can hit feedback as yeah welcome. exactly he's more than welcome you can hit us both up on instagram yeah. me at i am alex manzi and kira at kira london sierra london c-i-a-r-a it's kira but yeah just weird spelling um so yeah and thanks for listening hope you enjoyed hope you learn um and see you next time this podcast is produced by unedited